0: Whether you're moving overseas with your family, relocating employees on assignments, moving your organisation's workplace or transporting and storing high value art or information, logistics in the modern world is complex. Our new podcast brings you expert voices to share insight, discuss trends and offer practical advice, all with a view to making it simpler for you to live, work and do business anywhere in the world. I'm Matt, and in this episode, we're talking about the corporate buzzword of the decade, sustainability. It's just one of the things that's making moving stuff that little bit more complicated. This vast field has rightly become a priority for so many businesses, with collaboration to protect the environment, give back to communities, and provide equitable opportunity for all, more prevalent now than it has ever been before. Not unlike most organizations around the world, Crown is pretty advanced in some areas of sustainability, but in others, it's at a relatively early point in its journey. And just like many of those other organisations, and indeed individuals, we're acting with urgency to deliver greater impact while grappling with the myriad challenges that that entails, none of which are exclusive to Crown or any one organisation. So to discuss all this, and no doubt more, I'm delighted to be joined today by Joy Lamb, Crown's Environment, Social and Governance Director or ESG Director for short. So without further ado, wherever you are in the world, welcome to Crowncast. Joy, hi and welcome.
1: Hi Matt, how are you?
0: I'm all right. Thank you. I'm all right. I'm I'm conscious that uh, this is something that that you and I could talk about for hours and hours. It's an (laughs) area that we're both very passionate about. So we'll have to try and keep it fairly brief. Um, But we should start by hearing a little bit more about you, Uh, though, before we get into your expertise and experience in sustainability, uh, why don't you share a, a little fun fact about yourself with us? Um, this is a little something that we like to do on, on Crowncast just to give our audience a glimpse into the world of our guests. So, uh, Joy, over to you.
1: Of course. Hi, everyone. Um, You, you know me by my name, Joy, uh, is my English name. And... Uh my fact is about my Chinese name, and my Chinese name is Lam uh, Zilog in Cantonese, and by that it means um, happiness of nature. So joy actually means happiness. Uh, you know, Lam um, Zilok, and it is something that apparently my my parents uh, knew uh, from the beginning um, of my life. They given me that name um, that I will be, you know, I will find happiness in nature. I uh, would, you know need to find happiness and bring joy in life um, and just you know restore the environment I don't know that's a lot on my shoulder I guess by you know, giving <laughs> me that name but it's also you know means that I'm um, you know right on the the right path of, of my career in doing sustainability um, and yeah well, everything I'm, that I know I guess doing
0: what a really nice link to what yeah. you do now it was almost like you were destined to, to do it all along that's fantastic exactly. Super. And, and, and on that journey, um, Joy, you, you, your, your career in sustainability and protecting and preserving nature, you've already done some really big and exciting things. Uh, tell us a little bit more about you and your, your journey, your career, your background, your previous work. Of course.
1: Um, well, sustainability has always been my passion. Um, as a teenager, I spent countless hours sea kayaking uh, along the shore of Hong Kong, which is where I'm from. And firsthand, I witnessed the impact of human activity have on the environment. So afterwards, I I went on to study earth sciences in Hong Kong and then obtained a master's degree at Oxford University in the UK. Um, After graduation, I really feel the need that I I really wanted to to work with different communities uh, around the world. Um, So I worked for a few years across Asia-Pacific on nature conservation projects um, in international organization and with government. Um, later on, I became the head of sustainability at the University of Hong Kong. And, uh, most recently, I was working and living in Denmark, uh, as a Lego group's first uh, circular economy director. It was really a great role for me, uh, because as a, as a child, I played Lego a lot. Um, you know, I was building and creating with the bricks I have got. But at some point, like a lot of people, um, I grew of it, right? So I really do, you know, have all these bricks stored still store at my parents home because nobody really throw Me lego away, yeah <laughs> um so it is such a valuable and durable product, as we know it now um, so i really went on to work um, a lego group because of my old lego bricks um, that i'm storing at my parents home uh, i wanted to recirculate all the bricks that i've been storing um, to make them useful make them playable again and develop a circular business model out of it. Um, So I created the circular economy strategy for the Lego group um, and basically reactivating, you know, the bricks that's being stored, you know, being played and loved by many children around the world uh, and give them a second life and, you know, and many, many more lives again.
0: Yeah, and that, that must have involved so many different threads. I mean, just thinking about Lego and uh, as you sort of touched on the material it's made of, what did that involve from a circular economy perspective? Is that kind of recycling? Is it changing the materials that the the product is made out of? Is it encouraging children to reuse the Lego that they've got to create other other things? Take us through what, what that involved.
1: Of course. Well, the strategy is everything that you've said. You know, we look into from design to su- to sustainable materials to packaging and to how 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 do they manufacture you know different products um, in house and you know with our surface uh, with our partners. Um, it is it is massive because we are looking at the whole value chain. Uh, but when we're talking about different circular business model, we're looking at you know what kind of um, different products that we were able to produce. Uh, and then, as you said, um, we wanted to extend the lifetime of the products um, you know children sometimes you know work better with you know different um designs instruction uh where we will be able to give them you know new and renewal instruction with the bricks that they have they have got so that they're able to buy off the shelf you know different uh manuals to to play with the bricks that they have um and then we can also you know look into different um supplementary uh packs of bricks that enhance um with the bricks that they have. So it's they you know, it's uh, <laughs> Lego is a toy that that um, creates a lot of, you know, that generates a lot of creativity and we will be able to uh leverage that uh with, with the with the different designers and, and creative mind that they have in in the company so it's uh it's really interesting uh and playful time i guess with the lego group to to explore what can be done with the product that uh, you know everybody
0: so love and you know cherish um across the world yeah, fantastic. And I think it, it just is such a nice snapshot into the, the challenges that every business, you know, in whatever field it's in, whatever product it's working with, is having to overcome these challenges. And I know, evidently, circular economy is something that you're really passionate about. And perhaps we can touch on that a little bit later on. But um, just to sort of broaden out again, I mean, sustainability has become such a hot topic, hasn't it, for businesses in every industry? The word sustainability sort of takes me back to geography lessons at school in the noughties where we talked about sustainability in terms of the rainforests and sustainably using the the natural resources that we have. And I suppose the essence of that is is evidently a big part of what we're referring to here. It's how do we do more with natural resources and protect and preserve natural resources. But the meaning and use of sustainability as a word, certainly in the corporate world, has broadened out quite significantly, hasn't it? When, Mm -hmm. When you look for example, the UN's Sustainable Development Goals and what they cover. So, it might seem a strange question, but it's certainly something that we've grappled with here. What is sustainability, in your view, Joy, and why does it matter?
1: I think asking a sustainability professional to define sustainability is probably the (laughs) hardest question ever, right? It is like asking me to summarize my life in a sentence. Um, But but you're you're absolutely right. And I do like to go back to, you know, basics and refer sustainability in business meaning the balance between economy, environment and society. And, you know. Admittedly, sustainability is now a business imperative. There is no way that any business can continue to thrive, be profitable, and in some jurisdiction, continue without considering sustainability at all, right? Uh, But then to bring the concept of sustainability... in business world, um in in, in corporations and, and whatnot is another matter. So at Crown we are conducting a series of materiality assessment um uh, to evaluate the internal and external stakeholders perspective um based on the 12 ESG topics that are most relevant to our operation and our operating environment. Um, we we believe that this will in, in, inform our game plan on sustainability going forward. Um, it has to be a collective process because I want the the ESG strategy to be a living principle. Um, than just a document that sits on the website, or worse, yeah. on my own drive, right? Um, <laughs> the process itself is also uh, referred to double materiality, because it also look at our operating environment, the industry, and the geographic locations where we operate in, to see as a company where our impact and our influence are, and then address them accordingly. So this is... Um, Sustainability is hugely important, uh, but it's the approach and the methodology we look at. Sustainability is also very important as well. We need to measure and monitor progress and performance around it.
0: Yeah. And so from our perspective, that materiality assessment, I, I assume, will will highlight where our biggest challenges exist and the things that there's that a business a Crown we need to work on. But that, that, that tends to be different doesn't it? I mean you've, you've, we've, we've spoken a little bit about Lego and the challenge that they've got working with single-use plastic um, and our challenges will inevitably be very, be very different but perhaps just sort of speaking generally what are the biggest sort of challenges that you think organisations face when they're seeking to become more sustainable?
1: Many organisations focus on sustainability are driven by peers, you know, client pressure, hot topics and latest trend, and regulatory landscape that is, you know, honestly changing every day. Um, Many organisations lack a systematic uh, approach to sustainability, uh, which is a very dangerous thing to do because we, There are many things that we can be focused on on sustainability, as you were referring to earlier. The UN SDG, um, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, is so broad Mm. that any topic can be seem to be relevant to our operations. And you know, will we be then stretching too thin uh, if we are, you know, set out to 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 address all of world's problem in the sense? Like many corporates, like many you know, pioneering organization. Currently, we are seeing a, a trend that uh, a number of organizations are scaling back on um, a sustainability ambition. Not, this is not a bad thing at all because we are then more focused uh, finding topics that are more relevant to, you know, our operation, our, our industry, and to look at it, you know, more with more resources that is more, you know, um, focus uh, and make a bigger impact ultimately. I yeah. I really do appreciate this kind of uh you know co- coming coming in uh and because it's so complex as, as you started out saying logistics business is complex you know we've got a lot of interconnectedness and, and complexity in it and it really takes an organization of people um to make it happen, uh, to to play a part in it to make a difference, right? Um, and I guess another issue another challenge so to speak sustainability is that some projects some initiative wean off because of timing or because of lack of stamina um and i think that the pursuit of sustainability it's a long-term thing it is indeed a marathon uh, you need a clear vision and you need many parties and endurance to stick to your plan um without being easily influenced by you know externalities and that's quite important and i, I would love for us to do do the same as more well.
0: Yeah, I think you pick up on some really interesting things there, that that idea of, of being more focused to drive greater impact in perhaps smaller areas, um, but also having that long term vision that they evidently really important parts of any sort of strategy. And so our, our core business, as you've just sort of touched on, is logistics and the logistics industry obviously uses um, lots of natural resources. But what do you envisage being the sort of opportunities and challenges for our sector as a whole? So the
1: transportation sector that we have broadly um, classified in um, the the sector itself, transportation sector accounts for 20% of our greenhouse gas emissions globally, right? So as a business, uh, we must reduce the carbon emissions generated in our operations and become smarter in our business model. Uh, That really means becoming more efficient and embracing advancing uh, technologies to help us plan routes and reduce energy consumption in our fleets and warehouses, um, etc. But what wakes me up every day uh, is the opportunity to turn sustainability into a commercial, sustainable, value-added solutions for our clients and industry. Taking Crown Workspace as an example, our operating models revolve largely um, on circular economy by providing sustainable, refurbished, um, upcycle office moves, fits out, and furniture and IT equipment, right? Yeah. Um, I would love to see that happening across brands and geographies. Um, and I think as a business, I also want to find shared themes across regions and business to differentiate ourselves um, in the industry um, to serve as a sound business proposition. Because sustainability nowadays, we understand that it's not going to go away. Um, and the earlier that Crown becomes ready and confident in our you know, different um, commercial offerings the great competitive advantage we can capture so in in a nutshell um, there are so many innovations that can happen in sustainability space and i think um, crown is a really good position in many industry um, to leverage on our existing business model to do that
0: i think that's all really interesting i i and I think Crown, in particular, like many big logistics companies, sits at the sort of centre of a of a much much wider network. You know, moving things from A to B requires lots and lots of different parties and stakeholders. So I, I suppose that collaboration and that sort of peer to peer driving of innovation is another thing that the logistics industry can really leverage, isn't it?
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, When I was looking at the partner list or or our client list, so to speak, you know, it's all the big brands, all the big names um, that, you know, many of them are pioneering sustainability, right? So and we also because we have, you know, six decades of working together with all these, we we have built a very good relationship with our clients. I've seen sustainable innovation uh, being co-developed between Crown and our partners and our clients. Uh, where we were able to uh, innovate and look at um, our different business offerings, so to meet their own sustainable um, sustainability goals, right? And that's very really powerful thing because we can leverage on the relationship that we've built, you know, over the decades of operation um, in our business, to. To really do something um, collaborative together, but because, as you said, you know, logistics—it's a complex business. Sustainability is a complex business, um, and there is no one person who can change it uh, for the rest of the world. It it relies on collaboration, you know, both internally within Crown, um, externally with all our stakeholders and parties and clients involved. Um, so so that's a very very important thing to do, and that's the beauty of it because you know we we wanted to be on this journey with everybody instead of you know me fighting alone. Um, Uh, we're just not going to, you know, achieve really great outcomes.
0: No, definitely. And I suppose the only other thing is the role of technology. I mean, we talk about innovation and there's some some, amazing technological innovation, you know, from the way we power vehicles to the way we power our homes, that all of those sorts of things present opportunities in the future, which I assume will become more scalable as well. So, you know, for instance, it's still quite expensive to operate an electric fleet of vehicles, but over time, Hopefully that sort of thing will become cheaper. So do you you envisage those sorts of things being opportunities for us as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think technologies and digitalization will really help, you know, say when when I was talking about like being better at planning our routes, um, uh, where we're planning our logistics moves for people uh, or for for our clients, you know, how how are we actually optimizing all these things um, or reverse logistics is something quite big on circular economy as well. So how do we actually... um, leverage all these experience into new business model for instance so that's something that's quite exciting for me obviously as well um, Crown operates in many many geographies and it poses both opportunity and challenges um, going back to your earlier questions actually about you know how how different electric vehicle uh, and, and fleet system works. It, it it just it is different in different countries, right? Um so there there are countries where electric vehicle is really just very easy to to to, to adapt to, like in greater China, there are lots of lots of development and infrastructure being built. Um, yeah. um and then there are so regions that, you know, for instance, Nest, Nest Zero Journey um, um Carbon is really a huge topic for us uh, and the transition to uh, renewable energy it's you know m- more you know is easier in in some certain um, operation than than others. I think mm. it poses a really great opportunity and challenge um, for us. but I think as as you're alluding to, Crown is a huge company and we have very committed individuals in the in the company, and we are very connected um, as a business in this in a sense where we were able to learn from
0: each other. I referenced it at the start, uh, but Crown's at different points in its sustainability journey, isn't it? And Jim Thompson, the the founder of Crown, has spoken at length about how giving back uh, is one of the sort of founding principles of the company. And that's something that we have done and continue to do a lot of um, to great effect. The organisation is also incredibly diverse, given we operate in over 40 different territories. Engagement among staff is high. So there's some real tangible progress that's been made and, and some great stuff that we're doing already but we accept don't we that we're uh, perhaps early in our journey in in some respects Um, so what's next I mean perhaps we could just finish today by talking about some of the sort of next steps that Crown is taking from from an ESG uh, sustainability perspective
1: of course Um, so Crown has this year um, started working with Normative uh, being our um, digital carbon accounting platform Uh, We do operate in many territories uh, and we do operate in different branches um, and and operations um, across different regions. So getting a good and quality carbon data is in itself not an easy task, but we are quite happy that um, we've got normative now. um, And internally, we have also set up a a group of carbon champions, or 40 of us, Working together to to look into how do we capture all the data, put them into one place where it's um, readable and referenceable, um, and then benchmark our operation and our carbon and um, our carbon footprints um, globally. Um, then onwards, we're looking forward to to develop net zero strategy plans um, for our different operations around the world because we do need to have a target. As I was saying um, earlier, uh, it is a marathon. We wanted to know where we are running to uh, and set our plans and then training plans for, for, that, um, for yeah. that matter, right? So that's that's very important. And I'm very excited um, that Crown has um, developed the resources to be able to do that. Um, and we are also very diverse, as, as you were saying, um, as, a, as a company um, in the social sustainability, we are also looking to be even more inclusive uh, in the way we operate, you know, be it gender, be it culture. Um, this is something that we are looking to do and develop um, as part of our DEI initiatives as well. Um, and that the people that make up Crown is, is the most valuable part of our of our operations, right? Um, and um, as we are moving on to different topics, uh, Crown is very interested in upskilling um, and equipping our colleagues. Uh, we have 130 staff being carbon literate certified, uh, and what that means is uh, we, all 130 of us, we will be able to speak confidently about sustainability, and talk to our business, uh, you know, partners, talk to our clients, and be able to exert that thought leadership in a way because we wanted to lead our clients on a sustainability journey. It is very important for us to know our how, how to, uh, um, to guide a journey to um, the sustainability um, landscape.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm one of those 130 uh, carbon literate individuals. And I love doing that course. And I think you're right. It's so important that uh, that we as a team build our knowledge um, and, and understand the issues um, that we're actually trying to tackle. And, and, that, and that carbon literacy course does that. It's quite harrowing, actually. Look, I think that's all for today Joy um, thank you so much for joining us um, and given the importance of this area in, in, in business generally um, and, the, and the knowledge and expertise that you've got I, I doubt this is the last that we'll, we'll hear from you and to all our listeners let you can read more about uh, the sustainability journey we're on and understand how it might fit into your own sustainability objectives or personal goals by uh, heading to crownworldwide.com and downloading our latest sustainability reports. Um, and given that success Success in this area will ultimately be measured in what we as a global population do in the coming years why not uh, in that spirit share your feedback with us ideas comments thoughts are all welcome Uh, you can email us at communications at crownww.com or find us on linkedin twitter or facebook by searching for crown worldwide group thank you to all of you for listening Uh, please join us again soon for another episode of crowncast bye for now